When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, welcome to the Marvel Stuff Podcast. I'm Coach, and with me today is... Ray. Ray. Awesome. Ray, I'm glad to be back. Sorry I missed last week's episode, but I listen to you guys. You were awesome. So, let's jump right into it. Uh, the finale was great. The show is great. And that's all, folks. So, thanks for joining us for the Marvel Podcast, and hope you... No? All right. No, uh, no. So I've got a lot of stuff. Ray does <laughs> have a lot of stuff to say, so we're excited about that. Uh, Ray, where do you where do you want to start? Do you want to start with you know the the very end, or do you want to you want to kind of break down the episode or some of the cool moments? Um, probably going a little bit like through the timeline yeah. of the episode is probably going to be the easiest. Let's do it. I love it. Um, as as the episode starts, um, it kind of kicks off right where the last one ended. Um, it's kind of showing Agatha's kind of got her kids. Um, they're kind of in trouble. And that's we we learn quickly that the kind of the crux of how this fight's going to go down is that Agatha can absorb the power um, that Wanda's throwing at her, and so it, it makes it so you know it's going to be an interesting fight that you know Wanda's not going to be able to just overpower her. So I like where that goes, um, and then kind of quickly in the episode they start a big fight, and then they break off into their into their different directions with vision shows up relatively early and, you know, the kids get sidelined very early and we get to kind of break off into those different, different moments, um, which I think was what we wanted to have happen. We wanted to yeah. see vision versus vision. We wanted to see Agatha versus uh, Wanda. We didn't get a ton of the other people. Um, I mean, the military shows up a little bit and they have their little moment. Uh, but there wasn't a ton of that. Um, and, you know, our new superheroes didn't get to do a ton. I think that's mostly, I mean, it's pulling back to what the show is called. The show is WandaVision. So it yeah. focuses on the two main characters. The rest, I mean, as amazing as they are, are just side characters. Um, but with all those fight sequences, because almost the entire episode is basically just one big battle. Um, yeah. You learn a lot about the characters through their fighting. Like, Agatha goes for the kids because she fights mean and dirty and she's a horrible yeah. person. Uh, Wanda is, like, very quick to pick up on, like, other things. Like, when she uses the runes against Agatha. Uh, she uses that car. And, and she uses the car early to kind of, like... Yeah. she, you know, she She's she a quick learner and she thinks on her feet. And then Vision wins against Vision with an intellectual debate because he's intellectual. 
And you have um, Monica who throws herself in front of the kids and literally yeah. takes bullets for them. And then you've got the kids who are literally pulling pranks on the military to handle them. Yeah, so bunch of turds. Yeah. So it definitely gives everyone a chance to shine. Spoiler alert. In case you guys were anyway curious as with every episode, big spoilers of what happened in the finale. Um, obviously all the you know, people we're rooting for end up winning, which is great. Um, but it's how they do it. And like you said, the fact that the entire episode has been fighting, but it's also discussions happening along the way um, and kind of the growth of the characters. So I guess my question would be to you, as we're progressing through here, was there a particular like fight or, you know, people that you wanted them to keep going back to, or did you like, you were equally invested in every fight that was happening? I'd say I was more invested in Wanda versus Agatha because with vision fighting himself before they got into their intellectual debate, um, it, it, they were just like literally throwing each other around. Um, it, uh, Wanda and Agatha, you were learning more about the characters as they fought each other. Um, which, uh, towards the beginning of that fight, when Wanda throws the car at her into the house, uh, did you catch that little joke that the only thing left were her shoes yes. under the house? Uh, yes. Top tier Wizard of Oz reference. Wizard I love of Oz. That. It's a movie. You guys should watch it. It's very old. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I think I was most, I was actually most engaged with the vision fights, but that might have just been the uh, the Ultron of it all. I was just trying to see if he was Ultron. Um, yeah. Which well, he turned out not to be, but it still was fun and it, it helped keep me engaged in that fight, at least in the early stages. But as the episode starts to go on and we start to learn more, um, the whole thing uh, with Agatha, she's trying to, absorb the power it makes it interesting because she's she is a villain but she she makes it seem like anyway she wants to prevent like this end of the world thing that the scarlet witch is meant to bring um so it's kind of a fascinating little dichotomy of what's going on and it makes me wonder uh, what her place is in for the future um because as we've as we've discussed before in the comics she's more of a mentor than she is a villain so mm-hmm. I'll be curious to know if that's kind of where they where they go with that section of it all, but it's it's definitely going to be interesting to see. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, because she would play. I think she was mostly playing to Wanda's like sympathies because she's like, yes. "Give me your power, and I'll fix this, and you can stay yeah. here forever and be happy." And Wanda's just not buying it. And I, so I think. I think Agatha's just really good at playing on people's sympathies because like uh, yeah. when she was first, uh, when we first met her. met her at the Salem witch trials, um, she was like very emotional and like scared and then switched like, like yes. just totally switched and was like confident and cocky. And so I think she's just really good at acting. Yeah. So what I, what I wonder about, and I think it's kind of, I think it frustrated me the whole show and and especially in this finale is that the choice that's given to Wanda, this whole, like, Hey, either keep the town or keep, you know, vision is a really powerful. And I think that's the heart of the show. And I'm glad that that's where they went, but I didn't feel like it was given the time to flesh out the way I would have preferred. Um, I think they could have really 
given it space and like made it a harder choice. I mean, it is a hard choice, but the show makes it seem like there's an obvious choice that's going to be made. Um, and it was like, never really in doubt that that was the choice she was going to make. And I wish they would have, wish they would have pushed it a little harder to make you think like, well, maybe she is going to try to keep this town um, under her spell by the end. Yeah. I think she's, she's been subtly wrestling with that for the last few episodes. So it's not like as quick of an issue as it might appear right. at first, but yeah, because you have the um, line that Agatha says about like heroes don't uh, hurt people or yeah, heroes don't. Or, yep. Yeah, whatever that is, the torture, enslave, trap, whatever. <laughs> um, which I think really helped Wanda make up her mind like realizing like what she needed to do um because she like she saw Agatha being like this horrible person and is like yeah I might be strong and powerful and I may I might become a villain but I'm not gonna be that villain <laughs> yeah let's let's stick on the let's stick in this train for a while because I I think there's a lot of super interesting points that happen during this this fight and during these different conversations um Wanda having to face the reality of what she did uh, was a cool moment when you know Agatha kind of lets them all free, and it, it's interesting because it shows that Wanda thought at least that they were all at peace. Like she thought she was mm-hmm. able to just spread peace through their mind, um, and she kind of had to get confronted with the fact that like, no, it, it's hurting people and it's not going super well, which is kind of a cop out for the show. I feel like a little bit you could have, you know, it kind of makes her not enough of a villain in my mind, but. I think it helps other people who really want her to be a good person that everything she did was unintentional and yeah. she didn't realize that was that bad. When like when Dottie woke up, um, whose yeah. name isn't actually Dottie, but I forget where her real name is and it doesn't matter. Um, Sarah, I think she says. I thought it was over the now. Oh, well, anyway. Uh, and she's like, I have a little girl. Could you let her out of her room? Uh, yeah. if, if you want, if you want, uh, she oh, could right. be friends with your right. kids. Uh, th- she could be the school bully, whatever, whatever you want. Um, you let her out. Yeah. and like, I was at first anticipating that all these people were going to like charge her and like attack her. Mm-hmm. But as you, as they kind of realized what had happened and like got closer to Wanda. And I think one of them even mentioned it, like, uh, we dream or we have your dreams or whatever. I think they understand enough of where Wanda was coming from, knowing she's not really a terrible person that she's doing this out of pain. So, cause they feel her pain. Right. So they, they clearly understand enough that she's not doing it to be malicious. And, but they also see like they, she's someone they can sympathize with because Dottie's like, if, like I have a little girl, like she she like appeals to yeah. them instead of like them charging her or cowering in fear or something. If that yeah, I think sense. I think just as as me as the audience watching the show though, I would have preferred that Wanda had made a more conscious decision to to put these guys in this this pain to help her you know help her have her way. But I understand the the appeal of the show to make it a little softer to make it all unintentional. Yeah. Um, Cause as soon as Wanda saw that they were actually in pain, 
she realized that what was happening was very wrong. And that's when she figured out, she's like, okay, I'm going to open up. I'm going to open the barrier for a little bit, let you guys all run out. And then yeah. I, can, I can deal with the rest of this later. Just you guys go get out, be safe. You're right. I do like that there was a moment where she tried a different tact. Like she wasn't ready to let the town go, but she was going to at least like try to let them go, which I think was a an interesting little dichotomy, which I, I wish would have happened like, two episodes before the finale. Um, yeah. But it's fine that it, it all kind of, because it wanted to keep the mystery alive as long as possible. Um, so let's, before we finish up her story, let's rewind a little bit. Let's get in on Vision versus White Vision. Like you said, the beginning of it's just punch, punch, uh, fight, fight. They It looks like he's, you know, the same fight as when he was fighting the Ultron bots, phasing through, punching, throwing things around. Mm-hmm. Um, they're obviously very equally powered. Um, but then the moment had, there's really only one moment with them, but it's a pretty dope moment when yeah. you agree. So when yeah. they're, they're in that library, um, because the it, most in character interaction of all the yeah. MCU is the both visions, just pausing a fight to have a philosophical discussion about metaphysics. Yes. It's like, uh, yeah, that's, that tracks. <laughs> that's, that's perfect. Um, yeah. The Theseus's boat. But for that, have you had you ever heard of that discussion before you watched this episode? I it sounds very familiar. I so I remember hearing about it. I just don't know where I heard about it, and I don't know much about it. But as they were saying it, I was like, "Oh yeah, this sounds very familiar." Yeah, I remember having a, a like a class in college that we had discussed the Theseus boat uh, thing. So it was cool to see it come back. Um, it is an interesting debate, and it fits perfectly um with the is vision you know which one of these visions is really vision um yeah. are either of them or are both which is kind of the answer they end on mm-hmm. um can you really be vision if you don't have any of the parts of vision well can you really be vision if you don't have the you know the heart and history of vision yeah which it, it kind of hedges its own bet when he releases those memories and white vision flies off. Is that really vision now? I think that's a debate for fans to kind of decide yeah. on. Yeah. Cause essentially it's like vision woke white vision up. Like he yeah. unlocked all those memories. So I think it's kind of like a new person, but has all of the same memories as the other one. So kind of like the doctor and doctor who. Right. So yeah. it's technically the same person, but a different body. So it's the same mind, different body. Kind of, but it is technically his body. It, it, it rem- technically is his body, but I mean, it's white. So it's also not his body. <laughs> What's, it reminds me of what Guardians has kind of tied themselves into the knot here with Gamora now that it's the same Gamora, but it's without the experiences that she's had. Yeah. So is it the same Gamora? Um, it'll be interesting to see. I think it's even the same thing with the Groot and then the teenage Groot. I think what's going to happen is they're just not ever going to be as loved as the original. Um, I think because we, as the audience were are attached to the ones that we know and we, and the experiences they've been through, it'll be hard for us to really love this rebooted vision who doesn't have all the experiences of living through WandaVision because we, as the audience have lived through WandaVision. Yeah. Yeah, that that does suck. Um, 
I also really don't like him all white. I wish he had yeah, color. But when we first saw Vision, he didn't have a costume on. He was right. just pink body. And he manifested the costume. So I wonder if he can manifest colors onto him. Yeah, again. I imagine he can if he wants to. I mean, it seems but like... If, if WandaVision Vision woke up White Vision and he just flies away, do we have, like, do we have a new vision living in the world that he could go find Wanda and they could be happy again? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think at least in some form, again, it's not the same vision. It's mm-hmm. a rebooted vision now has the memories of the old vision. Um, what that vision decides to do, I guess will be up to the, you know, the screenwriters and, and how they go about it. Um, as we saw in the, the, you know, post credit scene, they're not already back together. So in some way, shape or form, they could, but for so far as we know, they're not yet. Um, so that'll be interesting. Um, yeah, the I wonder only... if we'll see him again. I hope so. I, I hope, hope so, so, but I don't think we'll like him as much. Like I said, I, I just think we as the audience. I know. Um, the only other thing that was going on during this episode was, well, there's kind of two things, but there's the army getting in, uh, Director Hayward being the worst again, obviously totally incompetent too. Just what, like a waste of space. He does that classic thing that just terrible villains do where he like gets his gun out and starts shooting, knowing he's not going to do anything. He's like, shooting at kids. Like, what an idiot. Which also, um, while I wish Darcy had a lot more screen time than she did, she really just was top notch. Stole the show with that one line, have fun in prison. Yes. <laughs> when she crashed that car, that was just, Oh, that was amazing. Yes. So that was, yes, that that's going on. That's fun. The kids, um, there was the whole like Ralph thing. Oh my gosh. That is like the plot twist of the century with (laughs) Pietro being fake Pietro being Ralph Boner. But if you watch it with the subtitles, Monica says, are you Ralph Boner? B-O-H-N-E-R. And fake Pietro says, ha, boner, but it's B-O-N-E-R. Yeah. So if you think about it, back at the beginning, when Jimmy and Monica met outside Westview, he said, I have someone in witness protection that went missing who lives in Westview. Yeah. Clearly, Ralph Boner is a fake name that um, fake Pietro picked because he thought it was funny. I think he's the witness that is missing. So, I think he, so could, he could still be Quicksilver from the other universe. We don't know. Yeah, I'm still on that train. I think a lot of people are jumping off it because it didn't get confirmed in this show. But, A, we know that Agatha is not the person who was the missing um, name because she clearly came in after the powers were created and everything. So we know that. Um, so it makes, and Ralph Boner's obviously a fake name. Um, it's the kind of name that the Quicksilver from the X-Men universe would give himself. So if it ends up being that, which I still think it is, as much as I don't love to let theories ruin things, I think it'd be pretty obvious that he is. And just just seems like there's no way that they would have chosen Evan Peters as the actor yeah. to do it unless it was going to be a crossover. Otherwise, you just recast as someone new. Or it could just be Marvel playing us because yeah. just having like, a little fun. <laughs> I doubt it. And he had super speed and stuff, so he still had super speed and everything. So that was interesting. Or um, was that from Agatha? Because the necklace he was wearing was charmed. 
So he was yeah, under yeah, her I, power. So totally that good. superpower could also be part of the charm if he's not actually Quicksilver. No, it for sure could be, but I'm gonna I'm gonna just stick with it until I can't stick with it. Anymore. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm right there uh, with you. I can't imagine. I just seems so dumb to have picked Evan Peters just to troll all your fans. Trolling your fans on purpose, never a good idea. Well, just ask Elizabeth Olsen. Um, I think Paul Bettany deserves an award for how well he played the fans. This is at least funny. Having repeatedly promised an extraordinary cameo from an actor he's always wanted to work with, even going so far as to say, we have some amazing scenes together and the chemistry between us is, I think, extraordinary. It was just fireworks on set. Paul, you're talking about yourself. (laughs) Hey, there's no one better to hang out with me than me. I'll tell you that. No one. I'm the most interesting person I talk to in any given day. So I totally get where he's coming from. An actor he's always wanted to work with himself. And I'm like, you go, Paul. You go. I appreciate it. (laughs) My favorite part is that he wasn't wrong. At least the scene where he acted against himself is one of the more memorable scenes from the scene. Yeah, it was very good. We like that part. I love that it it kind of ties back together. All right, so now now that they've all kind of done their thing, they've off. um, There's the finale. Wanda gets her big fight. You know, it it gives the tension of like, is she going to, give up her powers um to Which let I loved that build because Agatha. as but I did notice as she was like throwing her power at Agatha she was missing yeah. a lot of her throws and I was like what is she doing cuz yeah. she's not just going to miss she's smart she knows she's doing something and then when it was revealed that there were runes everywhere I was like yes girl get it <laughs> yeah. A very classic uh, superhero misdirection. Very, like, powerful moment of, like, oh, yeah, so that was very cool. Um, obviously, felt like, oh, game over now. Not quite sure how the logic worked. How is Agatha still able to fly if the runes were up? Who really knows? But it was very cool. Um, very fun. Obviously, Wanda's winning the day. Um, and at that point, you know she's going to make the decision she's about to make. And that is, I'm going to have to give up everything to set everybody free. Um, but even knowing that it was happening, they did it super well. Yeah. Um, it's, it's the kind of thing where like, you wouldn't know how much you really are connected to this fake vision, especially into these kids. Um, but because of the last two episodes, you really understood why this was going to be tough for Wanda. Um, but that she was going to have to do it anyway. And she starts to collapse the town. Her family goes home. Um, and there's just a ton of great moments as they, you know, say goodbye to the kids and and Wanda's letting them know that they're always together and their family, which is fascinating because they really have only been a family for, like, at this point, maybe six days. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely sad they're going. Vision, in typical Vision fashion, is... You know, he learns what he really is. Which, that was, like, him asking the what am I yeah. was such a perfect question. And it allowed Wanda, I think, to really accept the situation for what it yeah. was. Because, and we learned that he was the piece of the Mind Stone that's in her, which explains why when she used her power to create him, it went from red out of her and became yellow as Vision. 
because it's it, the mind. So what it does, though, and I think we kind of hit on this earlier with the white vision, it makes me never care about the white vision already. I just, I'm so sad for this vision. He was fully conscious. He was fully aware of himself um, as he knew he had to give up his, I mean, even if another version of you lives, I guess you're still the one that's dying. So, um, although I don't remember if we saw it or not, but would it be possible that when Vision like woke up those memories in White Vision, that he transferred his current memories over? It could, yeah. So I guess I guess it, it becomes another weird philosophical debate, right? If I clone myself. There's a clone of me that exists, and it's all me. But if I die, I still die, even if there's a clone of me that still lives on. Yeah. Um, like, so I guess it's kind of that weird. Like, this vision thoughts. is gone, but does the new vision have all of, like, fake vision's memories? Or yeah, not? but even if he does, I just won't like him as much. Yeah. I just want this vision to be alive. I'm just going to hold on to hope that I'm going to love him. <laughs> I want, I want this, but it's it's a very sweet moment. Um, it's Wanda gets to confront, you know, the, her grief finally, and she has they, to let go, and she does. They finally get to say goodbye because, yeah. like, they didn't get to when he died in Endgame, um, because they kind of said goodbye, but then Thanos brought him back and killed him again, and then she wanted to bury his body, and they wouldn't let her do that, and so she they finally got to say goodbye which I thought was, like, really what she needed uh, the most. Like, a lot of this could have been prevented had she been able to, like, yeah, cope and process her feelings. Um, but what I loved was the um, when Vision said, we've said goodbye before, so it stands to reason. And then Wanda says, we'll say hello again. Yeah. And Marvel, you got my hopes up. And you better not take them away because yeah. I want them to say hello again. They definitely will. I will. I can. I, I will say, say as, as confident as I can that in some vision or form, a vision's going to be back. Um, whether it's awakening the white vision to like be a little more like the one we know, or it's she finds a way to more. Because I think Agatha kind of mentions it a lot throughout the episode that like this was a broken spell from the beginning. So, I mean, if there's a way to perfect the spell that doesn't, you know, terrorize an entire town at the same time, it stands to reason she may be able to be in the vision that's within her back out. Um, so we'll see how, whichever way it goes. I can, I feel pretty confident in saying yeah. they're going to, they're going to reunite them some way, shape or form. But um, as everything like disappears and like the world like finally closes, the expression on Wanda's face is so peaceful. Mm. Like, just so, like, she's accepted the situation. She's not happy about it, but she she's at peace with it. And I think that is probably one of the best things for her. And it shows a lot of character development from building something out of terrible emotion to accepting it. It's, it's the however many stages of grief. Yeah. What is there, seven? I don't know. But she got to acceptance. <laughs> yeah, and that's, that's the, that was the hope for the whole show. Um, is there anything missing from the show? Is there anything that, like, this finale you think retroactively hurts? That suit. suit. Oh, my gosh. So, you know how they say, marry a blacksmith so you can get free swords whenever? Yeah, I say that all the time, obviously. Yeah. No, 
Marry a designer with a 3D printer so you can get costume pieces like that forever. That is true. If we have any 3D printing owning uh, audience members, Ray is looking. I am single and looking for somebody to make me costumes. <laughs> it's, it's probably one of the only three skills you need to have. Um, the other two are, are less appropriate for this podcast, but you can, I'm kidding. Ray, don't Cute. give me that look. On my face. <laughs> don't give me that look. I was obviously joking. All right. Um, um, but yeah, before we end, the, let's let's talk about the two post credit scenes. Well, I, uh, I still want to talk about that suit. Oh, yes. Well, I don't, I'm not, I mean, I the suit looks great. What else is there to say? So I am a costume person, um, but like it's a very new design and Wanda has had the same outfit from Captain America Civil War through Infinity War. It's been the same exact thing, same accessories, all of it. And so when Elizabeth Olsen came onto WandaVision, she asked for a new look because everybody else gives a new look every movie and she's gotten the same one for three movies. And she said, well, you're at it. Get rid of the cleavage. And I'm like power to you girl this suit looks killer i yes. love it yes. and i don't i mean it could be accidental but i don't really think it is um the suit looks alarmingly similar to magneto's costume in x-men apocalypse i have heard this I very similar color scheme the lines the cut all of it i think it's coincidental that's fine it looks, it looks good it both look amazing so i'll take yeah. it i'll take yeah. it it's great that she's Scarlet Witch now, uh, which yeah. is fun. We finally get to actually call her Scarlet Witch. Um, I wonder if we're so ingrained to calling her Wanda that we'll never truly call her Scarlet Witch. We'll see. I kind of bounce between both. Like I said on last week's podcast, I've tried not to call her Scarlet Witch. Like I've always known she is playing Scarlet Witch, but she never had that name before. So I've always like tried to get myself to always say Wanda because that's technically her name. Yeah. Um, but now I'll probably feel free to slip up as much as I choose. Yeah, it it's interesting. That's just such a weird thing that like there's certain heroes I often call Iron Man Tony. I almost never call him Iron Man. Um, but I almost exclusively call, you know, Cap Captain America. So mm-hmm. it's it's just one of those things that you just you choose the one you choose. So I'm curious if I ever do call her Scarlet Witch, but it is it's it's a ton of fun. Yeah. Um and speaking of that costume, it looks great in the post credit scene, actually, though. Like, that's kind of what my head was going as I saw it. When she's, so, spoiler alert again, one of the post credit scenes is her. She's out doing the living by herself in a, in a woods thing. Very reminiscent to the end of the Incredible Hulk first movie, which is technically an MCU movie, but no one ever remembers it. But she's off doing her own thing, um, drinking the coffee. But then you see her, her astral forms also working She's full Scarlet Witch. She's doing the Doctor Strange thing, um, studying just the the crap out of that book. Yeah, that, she's that. absorbing all the knowledge from the Darkhold while also hanging out and enjoying some tea. So she multitasks. <laughs> and it, it makes a point that the kids are yelling out for her. So she's definitely... Yeah. So I have a theory about this. Oh, theory time. So this is good. She's flipping through the book and like learning all this new stuff. But... Also, if you remember in Endgame, Doctor Strange does a similar thing where he's kind of meditating and he's looking through all the different scenarios as to how that battle could play out. I think she is studying the book and looking into other universes to find her kids. And we hear them because she finally found the right universe. 
which leads us to Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting to see what where she fits into that that movie and the true embracing of the the Sorcerer Supreme here and all of his powers. Because um, she looks like almost like surprised or something, or like she doesn't look scared or worried about hearing her kids yell "Help, mom!" Yeah, she definitely didn't so look worried. It's I'll almost watch like it again. I found them, kind of a thing. I'll have to see it again to. to maybe look a little closer at her face. I just want the kids back. They are so fun. <laughs> they are fun. And again, I feel confident saying they will be back eventually. Yeah. Um, also, is- um, shoot. Is it Billy? Who's Billy. Um, Wiccan? Yes. Billy, okay. Billy's yeah. looking Tommy's. Billy no, looks like, Billy looks like a baby Zac Efron. A little bit. They're, they're both great. They're Yes. Fun. They're amazing. We finally got to see the other one use its mind powers to do weird mind things. Yeah, who knows how that stuff really goes, but that's fun. Um, I the other the other post credit scene is it's fine. It's the scrolls. Scrolls are cool. People seem to like the scrolls. That was pretty obvious. They're like she. I thought she was just gonna flat out meet up with Nick Fury, but the whole like oh he's up there thing is is what it is. Yeah, um, well, I'm wondering who it is exactly that she's meeting with. I gotta imagine it's Fury. Cause, yeah, because they don't explicitly say. Yeah, well, it's he's a, like, in a different post credit scene of, well, I don't remember which movie it is now, but he's up in space at the end. Um, I I feel like that was pretty yeah, They Scrolls went down. Nick but Fury's up like, there. He used to work with her mom. Yeah. It kind of makes sense. It could he be. He knows about Scrolls, so. It, yeah. It did say he, right? I feel like it said he, which is why I knew it wasn't yeah, Captain Marvel. I think so. Otherwise, um, that... yeah, because I think that's going to lead into um, Monica appearing either in the Miss Marvel show or are they working on a Captain Marvel too? Yes. So yes, so there is Miss Marvel, and then there's Captain Marvel two, which Miss Marvel is slated to be in. Yes. So I think she'll make an appearance there. Yeah. And there's the, the other show that's coming out that she's definitely going to be in. Um, I think she's, I can't, it's not the Eternals. It's, ah, where's David? You know, he knows. <laughs> there's another show that's coming out. It's very obvious. That's the one she's going to be in. Um, so we're, I'm excited that she'll be back. She's fine. I don't know that she was particularly very interesting. She's I'd just like, kind of good. I'd, I'd like to get to know her more. She seems like she could be a very interesting character. Hopefully. So I'd I'd like to I'd like to see more of her. I'd like to see her develop her powers. Yeah. See what she, she can do. But as as a whole, now that we've seen the whole series and we've seen the finale now, does is it good? Is the does the finale do it justice and is the show good in your opinion? The I love the show. I love the show a lot. Um I did I, I'm not one to cry, but I cried so much throughout WandaVision, so I'm very kind of surprised at myself for that. But I did cry during the finale, but it was all, like, happy tears, and I was also very sad that it was over. Um, the finale made up for all the torment in Episode 8 to the point where I would... It's a series I would binge watch again, because, like, I don't know if I could have watched episode eight again if episode nine was just as heavy um but it ends on like a peaceful sort of uplifting hopeful note 
So uh, yeah, I'd rewatch it again and again. Yeah, I think it could have been a movie. When I think about everything that happened in the show, you probably could have just cut out. You know, you could have had a little bit of. It's more fun as a show because then every show gets to be a different era, which is fun yeah. for us. And if you did a movie, you wouldn't get to do the cool intros and the commercials and all that stuff. You also um, want to get the sitcom. Yeah, thing. you okay. probably you probably could have started with like a couple episodes of sitcom and made them a little quicker. Um, but as a show, you got to really enjoy it. So I'm excited about it. I think the finale did a good job. The last two episodes, I think, in general, made the rest of the show better by the way that they tied together. And the fact that there is no weird reveal or cameo at the end makes the rest of the show feel more real, more grounded. Um, and Wanda's grief gets to be processed. And we got to remember, like I keep trying to remind people, this only took place over the course of like nine days in the MCU universe. Like, so Wanda processed it pretty fast. It's cool when you think about it from that concept that she was not there very long. All this happened very quickly to her. Um, so I liked it. I'm curious to see where it leads to, like we said with Wanda and where vision goes and, you know, what's the Scarlet Witch prophecy going to be and how is that going to interact with Dr. Strange? It's fascinating. I think it's set up a good foundation for the Disney plus universe part of the MCU, which is exciting. Um, you excited for the next show? Yes, probably not nearly as much because I'm not as emotionally attached to um, Winter Soldier and Falcon as I am with Wanda, but I do really love Bucky. I'm, yes. I cannot wait to get to know him more. Also, the dynamic between uh, Winter Soldier and Falcon is just amazing. How in the trailer they're going to therapy together is like... <laughs> Yeah, I'm excited for it. I'm excited that it's gonna be funny, right? Like, I think I think it will be funny. This show was pretty funny, um, even though I think most of my my friends prefer the the big Marvel-y fight stuff and the cool stuff that happened in these last couple episodes. But I like the funny. I think that I like that they're gonna be funny again. I like the funny, and I like more character-driven things as opposed yes. to big battles. I mean, the battles are cool. Don't get me wrong, but. These characters are very interesting, and I like getting to know them better and watch them develop. Yeah. So hopefully the foundational Wanda continues. Hopefully they they stay on that road of sticking with the foundational, you know, we want to stick with our characters and get to know them better. Um, anyway, that's all I had to say. Anything else you want to say real quick, Ray? Nope. Just that I really want that costume. <laughs> all right. Awesome. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks for joining us. Don't have too much fun without us. And uh, see you next week when we break off the new show. We get to start talking about that. Peace. Yeah. As soon as I hit end broadcast, you guys get to hear all this fun stuff. There it is. And Hey, guys. Welcome to the Marvel Stuff Podcast. I'm Coach. With me today, we've got... David. <laughs> and Josh. Ah, there it is. Hey, David, Josh. We're going to break down uh, WandaVision series as like a whole. So we can kind of give our thoughts back on the whole journey Wanda went through um, from episode one to what we just experienced uh, yesterday. And it should be fun. We'll, uh, we're obviously going to get into spoilers about the new episode as well as the old episodes if you haven't seen them yet. So be prepared for that. But uh, let's just jump right into it. We'll s- Let's start with the ending and then we'll kind of work back there. Did it wrap up the show in a way that you guys felt was 
was helpful and like it, it tied the show together, made it good, or did it ruin the rest of the show? Uh, how it ended? I think that the series itself, it was very well done and contained as its own thing. It was beautifully done. I think the fact that there was so much speculation about this, that, and the other thing almost took away from how good the series actually was. Because if you look at it at face value and don't take into account anything uh, like rumor-wise, then it was actually just a fantastic show about two fun Marvel characters. Right, right. David, what do you think? Yeah, I pretty much have the same type of agreement with Josh here. Um, Just echoing everything he just said. Um, I loved it. I thought it was awesome. I, I know the fans really had a built-in. I I had a really big, huge spoilers, by the way, if you're just joining us. Um, yes. Massive spoilers. We're going to talk about everything that's happened in WandaVision. But, yeah, it. I've talked about this before, that Kevin Feige and everyone else in the MCU that talks about the shows don't really lie to us. I mean, they told us Fantastic Four wouldn't be involved. They told right. us that... The Mutants and X-Men is down the road. Um, and a lot of people had theories of, okay, well, yeah. is Wanda going to be a mutant? Are they going to say the M-word? I mean, what, none of that was really happened. This a canary in the coal mine, though, where they're going to be like, all right, we're not going to say anything about this show. And we're just going to be entirely honest. And then the next show, they're going to lie about everything. Nah. <laughs> they're training us. Yeah, so I mean, really Kevin, he- Kevin Feige has a plan. And he... He's going to follow through with that plan. They've figured everything out for five years, apparently. So we're not going to see X-Men and Mutants for a while, right. which is which is good for them to distance themselves from the Fox universe, even though they brought in Evan Peters. Um, yeah, uh, what was that, this? That, Ralph Boner? Yeah. Ralph Boner <laughs> yeah. Himself, dude. That's a good joke. Like yeah, it. yeah. A lot of people didn't like that because they really wanted the multiverse now in the MCU. But yeah. Yeah, overall, I mean, it was uh, it was a really good self-contained story, like Josh said. I I was very satisfied with it. Um, I had a lot of theories, like everyone else, but I mean, you yeah. got to trust in Feige. That's that's my credo for the MCU. <laughs> trust in Feige. And, well, when I when I look back at it, and I think as we talk about just the ending itself here, I think it did what the rest of the show did. It made this show a self-contained. Um, show, which is what I want it to be when I rewatch it. Uh, it might not be as fun True. for like speculating going forward, but the way the show started to end and how it tied itself together at the end makes me feel like there's a through line when I rewatch it. I know what's going on. Um, and I'm I'll with that 100%. No cliffhanger was kind of nice. Like they end the series, like it hints to other things, but it's nothing that you are dying to see in another year or two where like the, a storyline wasn't wrapped up. I think that was an important focus of the series. Cause as we, it hasn't been confirmed, right. But we're pretty sure that this is the only season that they're going to do a one division. Yes. So it's having it be, okay, it's been confirmed. Yeah. So we're we beginning, got a beginning and end. We don't have any speculation about, Oh, this is what's going to happen in season two or, this is how this is going to tie into that. I just, it's one good, really well thought out story. And like Cody said, it's going to be really cool to go back in three, four, five years, just the same as we go back and watch the old Captain America Civil War. It's an awesome story and it's contained, but it leans itself to a complete universe. 
Yeah. So I, this is kind of what I want to ask, and, and you guys can comment as well, because I'm curious about everyone's opinion. If you, as you look back through the show now, and we remember those first two episodes being like pure sitcoms, and that seems so long ago because these last two were like pure regular show. Right. How do you guys feel about the progression and the, the through line they took to start there and where they ended? Do we feel like that was the right call to make this show what it was? Or would we have preferred it was a more traditional show from the beginning? What do you guys kind of think? I think it just, it was entirely unique. And while we're looking at it as a whole, I really enjoyed it as a whole series. It's just having that whole set script of this, we're going to start in sitcoms and the whole thing's going to be set in this universe that Wanda sets up for herself. I think it was very unique and interesting and it's obviously never been done before to have a show within a show that kind of, you know, she can choose what's shown to the audience and stuff. It was creative and I really liked it. I don't think I would change anything. Yeah. As soon as Kevin Feige started talking about it at San Diego comic-con back in 2019 or so, and brought Elizabeth Olsen, and Paul Bettany on stage and showed that graphic of them in that fifties or sixties sitcom in black yeah. and white. I was like, okay, I know exactly what they're going to do with this thing. It's mm-hmm. all going to take place in Wanda's head. She's going to bring back Vision, which essentially what happened. And mm-hmm. it was cool that they traveled through different decades and showed different yeah. sitcoms. I thought that was pretty cool. But yeah, I knew kind of exactly that was going to happen. I just didn't know how Vision came back necessarily. I kind of assumed that she kind of brought him back and then... We got the lie of her stealing his body. Yeah, that was but we couldn't really speculate on what's happening on the outside world in the timeline of the MCU. It's more like, how is this going to affect things outside of Wanda's self-created universe? And I think that's something that lent itself to making the series as good as it was. Yeah, Does- initially we didn't know, but I think we kind of figured out the fact that it takes place after Endgame, but before Far From Home. And then people went back and far from home and saw JB yeah. Smoove reference witches a bunch of times. <laughs> I, I, I wonder though, does it affect rewatchability? Because I, I see all the the other people who are commenting and a lot of like my friends who are the big you know, MCU love the movies. They don't love those first three episodes. And I wonder if that affects you guys' ability to go back and rewatch the whole series, or are you just gonna kind of skip to to episode three or four and just rewatch those like fun speculative parts. Entirely going to depend on my mood. Like if I'm trying to watch just action MCU packed, then yeah, I would probably skip to a couple different episodes. There's nothing saying that you have to watch it from beginning to end. I right. could pick episode four and I'm like, okay, that one had some really important plot details. I want to go back and watch four five, six and just that's the mood I'm in. But I, it, it's, you can cut things out, but I think it's important to know that like it does tell a full story. So if I'm like, I want to watch WandaVision again, obviously I'm going to start at the beginning, whether those first two episodes really affect anything or not. If that's what I want to do, that's what I'm going to do is watch it beginning to end. Right, right on. So yeah, Kevin Foggy was inspired by Nick at night and I'm old enough to yeah. uh, have seen all that stuff, Nick at night and see all those old reruns. And then my parents were <laughs> older, so they were fans of those older shows. So I had a really good reference point to what they were kind of doing and, and what uh, those shows were like. And I would go back and rewatch the whole thing. There might be Easter eggs and references now that 
when you go back and watch it, you're kind of like, okay, well, this is this, that isn't that, and you can kind of just watch it as a whole as I think it was kind of meant mm. to be. Um, so yeah, I have no issue with it. I kind of take a little bit of issue with people saying, oh, those first few episodes were not good, not yeah. watchable. I don't know why they did that. It's like, well, have you really thought about what you're watching? Because yeah. to me, it makes total sense the way they they did the show. Well, but- yeah, absolutely. And the way that with the, the penultimate episode where it explains why she did what she did and like her connection to the sitcoms is maybe my favorite part of the whole show. Oh, that was so good. We went, we had a heyday on the last episode, me, Brooke and Ray, we were just going off on how freaking cool that was that they finally made everything make sense with the sitcoms. I thought it was perfect. And to me, I'm probably going to do the opposite way. I will probably watch episodes one, two, and three, probably more than I will watch the rest of the show. I could see myself going back and watching that first episode I've already seen it three times. I could watch it infinitely because it's just it's just so fun and, and joyful, and I think it's really funny. But yeah, like, I, I think I, it, it connects so well. But I don't know how you could have a problem with it. Do you know? I think uh, just the patience nowadays people do, and it's like Kevin fight. Ah, we're losing you a little bit there, David. You're up a little there, dude. That's right. I blame everybody besides me. Yeah, but he's he's right. We as we as an audience now, we we've lost total patience in everything we want to want to do. We we want to see the next thing and how it connects to the next series and what's the cool reveal. Um, and I love that both this and Mando in the Star Wars universe kind of reverted us back to like let's just watch cool episodes that are yeah. cool episodes. I was honestly irritated with myself watching the finale because I was like watching the show thinking in my head is going to be a cameo instead of focusing on how cool the actual story right then and there was instead i was like man i wonder oh is this where dr strange is going to coming in oh we're going to have hank mccoy jump in and save him like all these yeah. things that we had speculated yeah. on and it just it kind of it almost took away like i'm gonna have to rewatch the episode just to enjoy it as an episode instead of like a build-up to something that just wasn't there yeah, absolutely. Let's hope we get David back here in a little bit. He got a little technical issues, but yeah, I'm I'm excited to rewatch the show, and I hope that everyone else who kind of is annoyed by it and was a little, I hope you guys go back and rewatch it now that you understand how important uh, sitcoms were to Wanda, and maybe that'll that'll kind of change a little bit of your your perception of what's going on. Um, but I'm not gonna begrudge anyone who doesn't love the show. You don't have to love the show. Um, Um, It's definitely an acquired taste, this one. I think this one, more than anything, is because it was so unique, there's certain parts of it that don't really go along with the MCU timeline. So the average, every day, I just want to go to the movies and watch Captain America use Thor's hammer, they're probably not going to enjoy those first couple of episodes. And I think that's perfectly okay. It's It's a matter of preference. So this show, while it was super popular while it was dropping, I don't think the rewatchability is going to be as high as some of the old movies, which is unfortunate because I think in, in its own way, it was, it was just as good, just different. Yeah. And I think, I think the general community, I think is going to lean towards that, that idea of like, yeah, maybe I'll skip the first couple episodes and watch. I would say at least try to rewatch all of them once, but I love it. Um, what I am curious about though, is, is as we look at the series as a whole, was there any like character, any moment, anything 
that like really sticks out in your mind that you're like, I'm going to remember this show because of this. Because there's just so much in the MCU that it's hard to remember all shows or all movies. But is there any specific character or thing that happened that like you're going to remember to bring up, you know, five years from now when you're talking about just the MCU as a whole? Right. I think, uh, I mean, she wasn't my favorite character in the show by any means, but the introduction of Photon, that's going to be important to the future of the MCU. So it's definitely something you can reference when you start talking about the show. It's the same as you when you want to go see the introduction to Wanda. You got to go back to Age of Ultron and watch that movie to kind of get a full feel for what that character is for future iterations of MCU projects. Yeah. I, I look at it as the way it, it recontextualized Wanda and Vision is going to change how I see a movie like Civil War, where it was so interesting to me that you kind of forget that Wanda barely was with the Avengers at all when she right. lost the intro. So, and like it, it reshows that like she was weirdly alone, um, even though like it shows her that that scene at the end where all the other new Avengers kind of come together and Captain America teases us with a little line, yeah. but. How sad think, she must have been in those moments. Is it- I think that's the, the something that makes it cool, but also a little disappointing about doing these superheroes in with these big matchups in a movie format is you're limited to, in most cases, to two fifteen, two hours, two you know, two hours, two fifteen, whatever it is. So you're kind of like you have so many characters to focus on. So right. someone like a Wanda kind of fell on the back burner. Like her presence yeah. was needed in the movie, but her like she was, she was nowhere near the focus. She was maybe a tertiary yeah. character in that movie. Yeah, it's Sue and her relationship with Vision, where they have cute moments in the movie. Like, oh, I get right. it; they're kind of cute together. But to think about, it really does make sense that only Vision, someone who like literally has no understanding of loss, is probably the perfect person to help somebody who just had a tragic loss. A hundred percent. Um, and that was cool to see. Yeah, uh, that was like probably one of the best things about the show is just watching a lot of importance of that relationship, whether looking at their past or just how they're interacting with each other throughout the series. Because like they were kind of cute and they were featured, like you said, in a couple scenes, Mm -hmm. but going like deep dive on a couple characters that if you would have told anyone in 2009, hey, we're going to do a Wanda and Vision TV show, they're going to ask you who that is. So it's just yeah. it was very important to have a build up, and then these characters who, in their own right, they have a lot of popularity, and this this show obviously made them skyrocket. So just bringing them together, hyper focusing on the two of them, it was a smart way to develop a couple characters that maybe maybe not necessarily would have gotten that type of focus. Yeah, and what great actors! Uh, I don't oh, so I good. You forget sometimes, but like man, Paul Bettany as Vision is incredible. Yeah, and then it's Elizabeth Olsen, insane. like, she can invoke emotion that, like, I haven't seen on many actresses recently in any movie that I can think of. I mean, I don't go see a new movie every weekend anymore because of COVID, but the fact that I see Elizabeth Olsen, like, she can play the character so well that I we just have to compliment her acting, along with Paul Bettany's, obviously, yeah. and then not to mention Catherine Hahn, who my introduction to her as an actress was her weird role in Step Brothers. So seeing her develop in my mind, in my you know future, seeing her go from that weird character in that movie to this super developed, 
hero, but not hero type of thing. Like she's obviously the villain of the series, but I think most people are under the impression that it's going to, she might come back in like a low key role. We'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah. It's, it's definitely interesting. So I, when I look back at it, yeah, I'm definitely just going to be reminded of the two main characters, which I guess is the point. Um, I'm excited for the, like you said, the other characters and if those kiddos get to come back, they're pretty cool, but just, it makes me want to see more of vision and yep. it makes me want to see more Paul Bettany doing Paul Bettany things. So I mean, if you want to um, get technical, we got the, in the series yeah. finale reveal. I mean, we essentially got vision back just in a different color and he doesn't have the mind stone anymore. Yes. We, he has all the memories. He has the actual body of vision. So just yeah. having white vision go off into the MCU was a really cool starting off yeah. point for like future MCU projects. And I thought, thought that was very smart of them to do to, instead of having a huge vision to vision face off, which there was some fighting to be fair, but just having them analyze each other because they're both such intelligent, you know, beings, having them kind of come to the point where like, we're kind of the same person. And then that whole, uh, what was it? Shakespeare. Yeah. Thing the they went on. That was cool. Yeah. The ship. That was very cool. Yes, I yeah, and I've heard of that before. I'm I'm excited to to break it down even more when I do the the episode breakdown. But it was very cool, and it it shows how cool Vision is. Mm-hmm. Um, because they give him such cool short moments in the movies where it's just like, hey, he he's worthy of the hammer and stuff, which is great. But to like actually get to see and hear him talk, uh, hopefully, is going to really invigorate a lot of fans to move forward. So the the other thing I think about now that we've seen the whole show. Um, mm. We kind of hit on it earlier, this whole idea of how we as fans put our own expectations and how that can affect, you know, the show and how we perceive things. I do wonder about how how moving forward are we going to combat that? And did it affect this show? Um, you know, did Paul Bettany's interview affect our vision of the entire show? Did what Elizabeth Olsen say affect how we enjoyed the show and what, if anything will or can be done to kind of make that different. Yeah. I just think Disney's going to take a new approach. Like as fun as it was, I think they're probably going to just be like, keep it even more in check. Like, Hey guys, no more little hints here and there and trying to be clever. Like, I mean, personally, I think Paul Bettany's troll was hilarious. Honestly, yeah, super really funny. funny. And but, it like, some people are super mad about it. And like, yeah. it's like, I kind of get it, but at the same time, it's like these actors, you have to think of them as humans, not yes. super obsessed fans. They're they're guys that are like constantly being asked about their stinking one role. It's the same thing as if like you're you have a fantasy football team and you start tweeting the actual players like they give a shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's 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 definitely fascinating because like you're right, it it's just a human in an interview. Um Paul Benny thought he was being clever. Ha ha ha, I'm acting against myself. That's something I've always wanted to do. First of all, is is funny and it's great in the show. Cool. It pays off. He's right. It's a very dynamic scene, um, but it does affect the way that we, as general, consumed the show. We did. We talked about it every week. I felt like something was mentioned to who's this this actor he's always wanted to see. Um, right. So it definitely affects fans in some way. But I do wonder if it does it affect all fans or does it affect us in maybe people who watch our show, you know? 
Because yeah, the person that, who that, only watches WandaVision but doesn't watch shows about WandaVision, did they even know that you know Paul Bettany says something like this? Probably not. Yeah, to the everyday consumer, this show was probably just a really cool self-contained story. But then, right. you know, the super fans, which make up a lot of the MCU fans, just because we've been building this audience and putting out all these projects for what is it? This is the third decade that they've been releasing things because they started in the odds, tens, and now twenties. Just having that background with the audience is just that kind of changes the way you look yeah. at a project like this. Yeah, I am interested. You guys comment comment below if you think that any of the outside news that affected your ability to watch this show. because um, I will be curious to see that as we as we continue on. The other thing I'm I'm thinking about that swirls around in my head as I think about the show as a whole is its staying power within the cultural like zeitgeist. That is, it is only one season, and it's always mm-hmm. only going to be one season. Right. Um, they're not necessarily everybody's favorite Avengers. So will this show, hey, David's back. That's great. We're all very excited for him. Yeah, I, re- uh, I rebooted my laptop, yeah. Oh, there you go. You look great now, and there's no line or anything. So, David, I guess I'll ask you first. Does this show have staying power, considering it's only one season, and it's always only going to be one season? Will it be remembered as fondly as as the movies will be? I think it will be remembered more so than people think. I know there's always like a running joke that Avatar was one of the biggest movies of all time and no one really remembers it. And it's not in the zeitgeist, like you say. But yeah, I think that it, it's it's going to have a little bit of staying power. But I mean, there's so many shows coming out, so many movies that Marvel's going to drop. I think the characters of Vision and Scarlet Witch are going to be way more beloved okay. now that we have the series and now that everyone was watching WandaVision and it became the biggest streaming show at at any single point in time um, during this time. So, yeah, I, I mean, I think it has... I think it's really built up those characters. And I think Paul Bettany now with White Vision. And yeah, that would be fascinating. And possibly Vision, old school Vision coming back. I think he has a pretty good place in Marvel. And he's going to have a job for a while in the MCU. Just like Chris Hemsworth yeah. with Thor. He's it's probably he's the coolest thing die, so. about this series is the fact that like we get to keep these actors in these roles while they're playing yeah. a little bit different. You know, maybe a different version or someone who's had a little bit more of a storyline told. We didn't lose the characters more we gained a new one with the same history as the old, but with maybe improvements, honestly, like we don't know if they gave him some sort of enhancement or if maybe they have some sort of back control that they didn't activate at the time. And maybe they can have him go as far as something like winter soldier, where he was a Hydra agent without even realizing it, that type of thing. Like these are storylines that they can now visit with the same actors playing the same characters. And I think that's a, that's a cool thing that the show did is they kept true to the characters, didn't kill anyone super important enough. While, personally, I was a little disappointed that the kids are no longer there, but then we could talk about the post credit yeah. scene if we want to do that. I guess I, what I wonder is, when you think about Mando, um, that kind of over-encompassed what has been the new Star Wars, um, where I don't feel like this had quite the same impact. Uh, I like what David has said that, even if not consciously, subconsciously, we will we will kind of understand um, these characters more and they'll live on in that way. But I, I don't know that it's going to have the impact that 
I think, you know, 10 years from now, people are going to remember the show, The Mandalorian, almost as if it was another one of the episodic movies. Um, so I, I'll be curious that's, to see if it's the kind of thing that gets re. That's a good point. Because, yeah, yeah, Mando, it, it took all the things that these new sequels or a lot of people thought was wrong, and it kind of turned it on its head, brought back beloved characters, and, like, that was a cool way for them to do that. And obviously this show didn't do exactly that. It didn't reinvent anything more. It just very much like a comic book where they have the Avengers book and then they have uh, the WandaVision book. And it's like, oh, okay, well, the WandaVision book happened and maybe there's a little bit of effect, but we're always going to get back to the Avengers timeline and those characters are going to play their roles very close to the same they used to. That's an interesting way to say it, yeah. Yeah, I totally agree with Josh. Um, it's, yeah, Mandalorian kind of reinvented Star Wars. WandaVision was an addition to what we already knew and a building upon the foundation and not getting that full year of, of Marvel. It was very fact that they started phase four. Yeah. And, I mean, it's it's a thing I no one's really talking about, but I think Kevin Feige, one interview, the fact that in reality, a kind of, we've lost right. so much Dinkelberg stuff. is definitely messing with your internet connection again, because we're hearing every other word, or at least me personally. Maybe it's yeah. my internet, and no, I'm going it's, crazy. It's Dinkelberg for sure messing up uh, <laughs> David's ability to, to communicate with us. <laughs> Dinkelberg! Uh, but yeah, I, I agree that it's, it's, it's more of a addition to it rather than it's its own over encompassing thing that Mando was, which I think is just as good. I mean, you know, I think it's just as much of anything else. Um, but as I, as I think about this show as an entirety, um, I think it'll be fun to just, I think we kind of mentioned it in our, our group chat. Where do we think it ranks? If it's hard to rank a show versus movies, but in terms of like your your love of this show, do you think now that you've seen the whole thing, does it stack up with the rest? Is it on the lower end? Is it kind of just another show, or do you think it's like this is one of the cooler things that I've ever? To be perfectly honest, it feels middle of the road to me. There are definitely movies and stories in the MCU that I love way more than this show, but then there's also a handful that are beloved by the MCU as a whole, like the fans, and I'm not as big of a fan. So it's like the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, I think they're cool, but I've never re-watched them. They're never on my list of things I want to see again. So the fact that I feel the need to re-watch WandaVision, it kind of brings that up in the rankings. So it's not quite to the point where, I, in my opinion, where it's like Winter Soldier and Black Panther and Doctor Strange are three of my favorite MCU movies, it's never going to measure up to those, but the fact that I want to rewatch this more than I want to rewatch the Guardians or Thor: The Dark World or honestly, maybe even—I mean, obviously Iron Man too—but maybe even like Captain America: The First Avenger. Like I've seen that a handful of times, and I don't know if I had the desire to rewatch it again. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I think I look at it as there are moments in the show that I think stack up with anything that's in the MCU. True. Um, but there's moments in the show that I'm just thoroughly uninterested in seeing again. Um, I think that middle portion of the show, I probably will just not. You know what I mean? 
like that four, five, six episodes. I'm just not super interested in it, especially if it does turn out that Evan Peters is like no way connected to the X-Men universe. That's going to bum me out. Like, There's nothing really interesting really happening right now. Um, like episode, the last two and the first two episodes are things that I love. Um, I, you know, I, I think they're great. I think that flashback episode is as good as anything the MCU's oh, ever done. That was personally my either favorite or second favorite episode of the whole series. Just having last week's episode, it was super cool to get like a backstory that we've been hearing about for years and develop the characters a little bit further. And yeah, I'm with you there. I think I'm going to rewatch the entire series one more time, get a better grip of what episodes I like and dislike, and I'll have a good idea of like, okay, I'm in the mood to watch Division, so I'm going to watch one, two, four, seven, nine, whatever, whatever way I feel like doing it. I will always love, I'll always look back and love the commercials and yeah. the intros. The commercials and intros are two of my favorite things, so cleverly done. Um, that I, I will just always, I'll admire them beyond all reasonable doubt. For sure. Uh-huh. And I, that's another funny thing is like, we never got a true explanation. Like what's up with those commercials. They were just kind of like a fun addition to the universe <laughs> and no one said anything about them anymore. Cause there's so many speculations online. Even us, I think we touched on is like, Oh, maybe the infinity stone, maybe infinity stones. Maybe those are Wanda's parents. And then it just ends up. Yeah. They're funny yeah. commercials. They're pretty funny. Yeah, and, and they so perfectly always fit whatever uh, whatever era they were in. So I'll, I'll love the gimmick of the show. Um, I think is what will always stick out to me. Like, what just a clever, funny little gimmick. I think um, one commercial that may stick around as far as importance goes longer than any of the others was the Nexus commercial. Because I think... In my, as far as I remember, in the actual comic universe, a nexus is essentially explaining a character that is solid, is there and consistent through multiverse and timelines. So that's why Wanda is so important. And the fact that it was in the show, I think maybe that whole idea of a nexus or nexus beings will be maybe expanded upon. But other than that, I don't think, I think the commercials were exactly what you said. They were, they were a gimmick. That was a fun little laugh to have while you're watching a pretty cool show. Love it. Hey, David's joining us via the, the comment section, so we're glad to have you there in some fashion, David. Carissa's were rad. There he is. Um, but I guess I have one more question for you about the series as a whole, and then we'll get a, a little bit more uh, breakdown talk. Is there is there anything you wish like really would have been different do you wish there would have been a big cameo do you wish there would have been more action do you is there any like thing about the show you kind of wish would have changed yeah well i would it's not even to do with the show i wish the actors wouldn't have done what they did because it like you said it kind of took away from it a little bit i still enjoyed it and i thought that the troll was funny so that's one thing i might want to change about it and then if truly evan peters is not related to the fox x-men universe that's really going to bum me out, and I wish they could have developed that further or made it, yeah, cooler. I wish they would have. You know what I mean? Right, exactly. Just uh, we, uh, that's a definitely one. We'll know eventually, but if it turns out he's just some guy, you should have just picked someone else. Yeah, that was. Pedro. It's like <laughs> maybe that was like Foggy's way of a troll, but like that was that was almost a cruel one, you know? 
Yeah. Um, obviously, I think there's there's little things like I wish there would have been a cool actor. Like it would have been fun yeah. to have I don't know Denzel uh, Washington show up as who knows who. Uh, he just said crazy. the comments. He wished he uh, selfishly he wished um, Michael Fassbender would have showed up as Magneto, and I think any everyone would have been pumped about that one. So I wish that there was a big cameo, but without the knowledge of the actor saying there was going to be a cameo, I wouldn't have built it up so much in my head. So I wouldn't have been disappointed about no big cameo had I not but, thought there was going to be. One. Yep, exactly. So, but I think overall, I, I feel similar to the way I, I think about um, Star Wars episode seven, where it's like, Oh God, I wish Luke would have showed up to save the day. I don't know. I kind of like that. Ray had her moment. So I kind of like that this show stayed. No one else had their moment. It was Wanda becoming the Scarlet Witch. Mm -hmm. And no one came in to save the day. No, you know, she just. I agree with that 100%. Not having a random Avenger show up and kind of make everything better or make something worse. I think that was was a cool thing that they did. They kind of developed the story, got her to the Scarlet Witch, got her to the chaos magic that everybody's kind of been sitting and waiting for to see about that character. And. Yeah, this not having Chris Evans come in and do a stupid commercial for the high school or whatever again. That was, that, I think I was fine with it. Yeah. And overall, like I said, and I think the show, what the show was, was Wanda coping and eventually having to make the decision of putting the rest of the world, you know, ahead of her own selfish desire to, to have vision back and to have the life she wanted. Um, I, I do wish there would have been a little more of a reckoning, right? It seemed a little fast that she went from I'm willing to do these things to I'm now willing to throw vision away. Yeah. Uh, like you could tell she was fighting it the whole time, but it would have been, it would have been nice to, to have her like aggressively fight back against it a little bit, make the world even worse. And then, you know, she has to do it, but. Yeah, I mean, there's there we're, we're just a few guys that have zero relevance to the MCU timeline. So yeah, there's just us as fans. There's certain things that like we would have liked to see or like cool storylines, cool characters. But I think overall, I love the show. I'm gonna rewatch it, and I'm not disappointed to too much of an extent. Yeah, and I like uh, David's comments here. The showing off how powerful Wanda is as she becomes the Scarlet Witch, that's awesome. And yeah, I'm for glad sure. that they put that in the show. They made it a big deal. Um, even the, the little comment that she's more powerful than the Sorcerer Supreme, pretty cool. Also, like, shows just how many people kind of know what this Sorcerer Supreme is and that it's a thing. I think right. it's cool. Like, ooh, I know something that Agatha also knows. How cool am I? Um, right. That's pretty, that's a fun little thing. I am curious how how the Agatha thing is going to work out, but yeah, she's now just the nosy neighbor. That's a that's a weird one. I mean, uh, you're, we're gonna you're gonna do an entirely different episode yeah. doing the the last episode review, but the the freaking runes thing in the hex just oh yeah, Jeff's kiss right on the money. I saw it coming after. I was like, why does she? I they were fighting and I was like, there's no way that she's missing this much accidentally i'm like i know exactly what she's doing i saw it coming and then as soon as it was revealed i was like let's go that was super dope i'm glad it happened yeah absolutely no, super fun. I, yeah 
I wish I would see it coming because I was definitely one of those people's like, is she like weakening the barrier so like someone could come in and save the day? I was like already predetermining that I was going to be disappointed by it. So I'm glad they they went the way that they did. Um, but as as moving forward now that we have this show, what's it gonna mean for the rest of the MCU? Does it well? Do you does it change any of your perspective of the upcoming shows? Do you think it's gonna? Does what you know now affect how you see this next slate of few shows? You know, the Loki show, the Captain America Winter Soldier, any of those things. I'll touch on David's comment real quick. He's saying Nexus is going to play a huge role going forward in the Loki series, which I can totally see because then it brings some sort of you know credence to having that in the show. But as far as the broader MCU, I think the important things to acknowledge is Wanda's the Scarlet Witch. She has the chaos magic. She's probably like as of right now, in to our knowledge, she's the most powerful being in the MCU. And then we have a new vision. Those are the big plot points that are going to affect everything going forward. Now, as far as the shows, I don't think anything that happened in WandaVision or almost anything is going to have anything to do with uh, the Falcon and Winter Soldier. That show, I think, is going to be its own separate thing, very similar to how WandaVision turned out to be. Uh, Maybe a little bit of a reference in Loki here and there, but I think that the important movie that's going to really be affected by the events of one division is going to be Dr. Strange and the multiverse of madness for sure. I think just holistically it changed my perspective of the shows in that it, if they really are going to be like those first movies in the MCU where like it is connected, but they're really going to feel like their own thing. And I kind of think, that like there's gonna be a story that's happening in Loki, even though it connects to a lot of things, it's still gonna be his story and what he does. Um, and the same for all the other shows. Uh, and I think this show like helped confirm that like don't expect these to just be weird tie-ins um, that progress the MCU as a whole forward. Expect them to be stories about the characters that are in the show um, with tertiary yeah. tie-ins. So I, I, th- I love how they continued on with the Marvel thing of doing the post-credit scene that more lends itself to future MC things instead of having that involved in the main story or the main movie. It was a great way they did that. The first one being uh, the conversation with the scroll, which I think yeah. is supposed to be the girl that she had played with in Captain Marvel, right? That's kind of the speculation that that's the same scroll, but Oh, okay. Yeah, obviously, yeah. it's not the same actress, so it's like that's obviously speculation. But the fact that the, she's referencing Nick Fury, she's going to go see him possibly. Very cool. Doesn't take away from the show at all. Just kind of wraps it up in a bow. And then the final scene, which this was my last Hail Mary. I'm like, this is where Doctor Strange is going to be. And then it yeah, did. But it was very cool. Her making tea, and then she had uh, her astral form, kind of, except she also had right. control of her regular body. So maybe just an upgraded version of having an ast- astral form was kind of studying the book that we all speculated was from uh, what's Doctor Strange's magic universe called? Do you remember? Oh, the, what do you mean his, his magic universe? Well, the, the magic area, like the library that they have. Oh, God, I don't know. What you am know, I, they, a doctor? Yeah. Exactly. I don't remember. But uh, 
having that her study that book and then hear her kid's voice that yeah. helped me accept the fate of the kids in the series because mm-hmm. we had speculated plenty of times that it, going forward it's going to be uh the you know the new avengers or whatever we had speculated on before i think the kids are going to be at least semi-important in future projects because as we know the mcu likes to likes to start them young and just keep them on contracts for you know 10 years and then they do something cool and they turn into great characters sanctum centaurum is that what you meant just like as well no because that's his that's his home right the sanctum centaurum i was talking about the place where he trained you know what I mean? Uh, Where he kind of learned how to use the the ring and the he kind of learned how to use his hands again, whatever that universe is called that he went to in that third world country in the movie. They kind of had that hidden universe. Gotcha. I know what you mean. Okay. Uh, good stuff. Anyway, so like I said, I'm excited now. Like I said, I'm just excited for the general idea that all these shows going forward, I'm going to be able to just really focus on the characters that are in it. I'll probably be a lot less speculative on this podcast yep. going forward. Me but I mean, I'm I'll still going to do the podcast, but I'm not going to not going to lean into rumors and speculation as much because yeah, we'll let Colin it, do all that. Yeah, as I've talked on before, Winter Soldier is one of my one of, if not my favorite MCU character as of right now. So the fact that they're going to be in there, ah, there it's, go, gonna, it's the next show. I'm like, okay, I'm going to focus on these characters and their story, and that's it. Ah, Kamartash, David. I'm going to give yeah, you a you go. I think you can Google while we sit here and babble on like idiots. Well, that's all right. Well, if there's no secret to everybody watching that David is, is the far superior knowledge of the MCU to me. I'm just the, the good looking frozen face of the group. Yeah. Your face has been frozen for a good 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. It's frozen very handsomely though. So that's, what's important. Yeah. You're very stoic looking. <laughs> all right. Moving forward. That, so I guess this will be my this is the last thing I kind of want to discuss as we as we wrap up WandaVision as a whole. Um is is this show the kind of show you want the rest of the shows to be? Um is it is it is it unique enough? Is it cool enough? Or would we prefer they go back to um the movies? Like, do we like that it's the show? And this show did its job, or did we like it better if it was just this is a WandaVision movie that was, you know, two hours and ten minutes long? Oh yeah, okay. So you're you're just kind of debating like should they keep doing shows or if it what like comparing them to a movie right. kind of? Do, do we like the new series? Like you know, Phase okay. Four. Is it cool that it's the Disney Plus show? Or now that we've seen one all the way through, do we wish it was movies? I'm totally on board with the shows, mostly because we get that many more hours to focus on specific characters and kind of explore their backstories and their relationships. Because you can only fit so much in a two-hour movie, and you have to have a story arc. You have to have a villain, have them try and fight them off, and it's all got to be tied up in a neat bow, or at least mostly in the MCU, in two hours, two and a half hours. I think that having the episodic TV show is a really cool way to develop, which for the most part, they're, they're B list characters, right? right. Where, for the most part, they're kind of B or C list characters that otherwise weren't going to get focused on in the movies. Like we had touched on earlier, how Wanda was just kind of ig- not ignored, but not focused on. So having these shows 
bring more depth and dimensions to more characters. I think it's a great way to organize the universe now. Do does it hurt the fandom though? Does it does it grow the fandom or does it shrink and more you know specialize the fandom? Because I don't know that everybody who watches the Avengers movies watch this show. That is true. I don't think it's going to affect the fandom much. I think we don't know yet. We don't know how much these shows are going to affect the greater MCU timeline. Probably a decent amount, but now we have white vision. And if he just pops up in a movie, no one's going to know where he came from or what's going on there. So maybe it's a kind of a play on Disney's part where it's like, Hey, you like these movies? Where did this guy come from? See him in, WandaVision. It's the same thing they used to do in comic books. They'd have little asterisks whenever there was a reference to a different comic book. Right. And then at the corner, they'd be like, see issue three of WandaVision in the Avengers comic book. So I, I think that's, it's not entirely important that everybody watch this show, but I think using it as like a bait line and, you know, bring in the new five, you know, another 900 million subscribers or whatever Disney plus wants. You know. Yeah. I think I, I, I feel like for the most part, I, side with david that it's it's only going to overall grow the audience um but it will be interesting to see like if they dropped avengers what what five i guess now technically directly yeah technically if they they dropped an avengers five you know next year this time without really a lot of movies between would it have the same explosive you know box office as the last two did i don't know that's a fair point. Well, I think it's important to remember that they are still doing movies along right. with That's the shows. Yeah. So, like, I think I agree with you guys in that aspect is like very much the same deal. The movies are going to have their own universe, and the this TV show is going to have a lot more of an effect than, say, Agents of Shield did. But. I think it's it's just going to make things bigger. It's it's taking a broader stroke where it's going to make audiences that maybe you got a new kid. He's you know eleven years old. He hasn't seen the Marvel movies, but his parents have, and then he watches Wandavision, and then all of a sudden he's going to all the Marvel movies, and you got yourself a new fan. You know what I mean? Yeah, I suppose that's right. And, and David makes a good point. The nice thing about the shows um, is that. Disney and the people in charge will feel a lot more comfortable spending the money on a TV show to expand, to be more diverse and to do things a little different um, Mm -hmm. where they're not always going to be as, as pumped to pull the trigger on a blockbuster movie for someone like say Miss Marvel as they, I was just going to bring her up. It's like, yeah, if you get, she needs to be introduced in some other way than a movie just because she's not as well known. So Little characters like that, I think it's important to have a show with development and character interactions. But I do wonder if if that show hits, will it ever hit as big as Guardians of the Galaxy, which was in the same spot, a weird show that people know about. But when it hit, it hit big as a movie. Like, will one of these shows ever be as big as... Guardians did when it rolled out or anything like that or they always feel second tier well that was that was the gamble that kind of did with this show really is like this show was huge it was the most streamed show of all time but did it get as many eyes as a movie it's kind of like I guess it's yet to be determined yeah 
Yeah, it's it's weird. It's a weird thing to have because obviously the problem with us being it is that obviously all of our friends both watch the movies. Yeah, and the and shows. It's so, kind of hard to just be like, hey, uh, did you watch? I didn't watch the show, but I watched the movies. It's like I don't have very many friends uh-huh. that aren't that deep into it. I like David's comment that the Eternals has a chance to do what Guardians of the Galaxy did. I'm super pumped for Eternals. I'm just a big fan of the actors crossing over from Game of Thrones into the MCU. So that's like why I'm really big about it. Like Rob Stark was my favorite Game of Thrones character and seeing him get to lead in an MCU movie is pretty cool. All right. Last thing, Captain America Winter Soldier. It's going to be awesome. Is it going to be as good? It's going to be better. What? Captain America Winter Soldier oh, was my, my favorite movie, Falcon. but the Falcon oh, and Winter Soldier. <laughs> I do love Captain America. He's great. So. That's my favorite movie in the MCU. Uh, that show, I think it's going to be great. It's going to be semi-similar to the show as far as its relevance to the greater timeline. I think it's going to be another self-contained story that's going to have me. I think maybe that show might have uh, maybe a bigger cameo potentially just because they're what this takes place in the timeline after Endgame. I don't know how far yeah. into the future, but that's good. I think that's going to be cool. The, the show and then having, okay, the, the whole premise is cool. And I think everyone's going to kind of want to see it. The fact that like there's a U.S. agent who's kind of just being a fake cap. And then we got Winter Soldier and Falcon who are both have been Captain America in the comic books. And we're going to kind of see that interplay there through the story in their show. So that's the interesting part because I don't know that the casual fan actually has any idea what Falcon Winter Soldier is actually about at all, other than that they're in it. Whereas I think everyone kind of knew at least a little bit this gimmick that was WandaVision. Um, it's going to be this, um, you know, era hopping thing. Yeah. I don't know that anyone knows what the show is actually about. It might be more of a fan service show, but I think that's going to be important is because you get a fan service show, the fans are going to sing their high praises and do silly podcasts like we do. And it's going to introduce it to a broader audience that maybe might not have watched it. Maybe I do have a couple Facebook friends that I'm not thinking of that only watch the movies. And if I am super passionate and excited about WandaVision or the Falcon and Winter Soldier, maybe that will get an extra view or two. And I'm just one of them. couple billion fucking MCU fans, you know? Right. I do. Yeah. So I'm, I love that. I don't know what's going on. I think that's fun, but also like here we are at the end. I feel like going into WandaVision, I had a bunch of theories. I don't know that I have any theories of any idea what I think is going to happen other than I think, you know, Falcon's going to end up rocking the Captain America. Rocking the Captain America shield. I agree. Uh, yeah. Bucky's my, my, my guy, but I think the fact that the mantle was handed over from Cap himself is going to lead credence to the legitimacy of him being Captain America over the other two options. You think that the show is going to have that tension? or I, I, I don't think there's going to be tension necessarily between Falcon and Winter Soldier. I think the tension is going to come between those two guys and this new U.S. agent and then whatever agency is backing him as the new, you know, the new super soldier or the new Captain America. I think that's going to be the main, well, not the main, that's not going to be a secondary timeline because Zemo is going to be the main guy in the background kind of orchestrating being the villain of the series. At least that's my speculation. 
I am excited about Zemo. I'm excited about the show. I'm excited about the future. Um, and I'm excited for what WandaVision laid the groundwork for. Um, yeah. I hope all the shows follow suit and that they're all very self-contained um, and that they, they all have their own unique story. I don't know that all the other shows have been confirmed as one season only, but my understanding <laughs> is they are. So- uh I think David touched on this a week or two ago is like, there's definitely rumors of a season two of like a Loki and a Falcon winter soldier, but okay. WandaVision was honest, obviously a one season, one shot series, but I, I guess we'll see. I mean, it, it, like we said, it just depends on what the characters do. Cause I mean, are they going to jump back in and they're going to be in the MCU movies again as main characters, or are they going to continue to be, kind of on the back burner. Maybe this is developing them to be the new showrunners of the MCU because we're losing more and more original casts every, every other month, you know. I mean, they're coming back for cameos and such, but we're not going to see another Captain America movie starring Chris Evans. Do we think there's going to be anybody in the new show that they're going to add to Strike Force for me to waste money on? That's- is Agent 13 in that show yet? Or in no, that game? Ah, Agent 13. Yeah, Agent 13, good. that's going to be the one. That's 50 bucks right down the drain. You guys be ready for that. But uh, thank you guys for joining us. David, thanks for uh, keeping keeping going in the comment section. Scarlet Witch would be a great show on its own. But is, is that technically? I guess it's not technically WandaVision Season 2, but it feels like it would be. Um, yeah, depending on what you explore if you jumped into like the mysticism of it and all that kind of thing. But we appreciate you guys joining us. Uh, let us know what you guys thought of WandaVision as a whole. And also make sure to check out our other episode that's just breaking down um, the final episode as well. So thank you guys for joining us. Uh, don't have too much fun without us. And uh, have a good week. Yeah, you kick ass, David. Thanks for the shout out.